L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday already know. a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Berkshires to the Sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 103, Rob Parker. Welcome in to Inside the Parker, your weekly baseball podcast I'm your host, Rob Parker, Hall of Fame voter number 103, and what a show we have for you today. We have Gary Sheffield, the man with over 500 home runs who should be in the Hall of Fame. We'll talk with him. Also, Hall of Fame baseball writer Tom Gage. A lot of reporters are my friend, but a lot of your ass We'll talk with Tom. Plus, but first it's time for Getting Robbed, my take on the three hottest stories in baseball. To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep them up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball. Number one. The Chicago Cubs are out of bounds. Foul when it comes to this whole idea that they want a baby Addison Russell and they want kid gloves when he makes his return to the Cubs this coming Friday after a 40-game suspension. Uh, for violating the league's domestic violence policy. And I get it. They don't want people to pile on him when he comes back. He's been through a traumatic uh, moment and situation. This was a fine young player who was a star, going to be a star in Chicago before this incident happened. But the bottom line is reporters have to do their jobs. This is what Addison Russell has to deal with when he comes back. Is it forever? No, it's not forever. There was a story out there this week that the Cubs PR are threatening media members who are critical of him. Oh, come on, come on, stop. You know, stop with that. This goes with the territory. If you get the cheers when you hit the game-winning home runs and make the big plays, 
to win games for the Cubs. You're going to get this when you get suspended. And people have a right to write about them, talk about them, ask them questions about it. And yes, there's a big redemption story that's going to be out there for Addison Russell, and I get that. But before you can write that story, you still have to cover the fire. That's what reporters do. There's no playing favorites and kid gloves for certain guys. Addison Russell will be able to get back and and to change the narrative by first addressing and acknowledging what he did wrong, let reporters write that, they'll get that out of their system, and then it can go back to him playing baseball and the things that we knew before this whole situation. So the Cubs back off the reporters, allow them to do their jobs, and you know what? Addison Russell will be just fine. Number two. Earlier this week, Angel Slugger Albert Pujols Barris Earlier this week, Angel Slugger Albert Pujols passed Barry Bonds for third on the MLB career RBI list. Soon he'll officially become just the third player in history to knock in more than 2,000 career RBI. Is it foul or is it fair to call Albert Pujols the greatest hitter of this century? And we're talking 2,000 and later. And I don't think it's unfair. I think for some reason, Albert Pujols actually gets dissed because of some of the bad years in Anaheim with the Angels, and people look at him now as an old man. Hey, you damn kids! Get off my lawn! His numbers are beyond reproach. They just are. I mean, at one time, people were saying that uh, Miguel Cabrera was the best right-handed hitter in the history of baseball, and I think they forgot about Albert Pujols and the years he put in in St. Louis and what he's done in his long career. Go Google his stats. They're through the roof. They're unbelievable. When you think about all the guys who have played Major League Baseball and you're telling me that only three players have knocked in more than 2,000 career RBI, how in the world could you not look at Albert Pujols Hank Aaron, and A-Rod. Those are the guys. Those are the only people who have ever done it in this game. Albert Pujols is without question the greatest right-handed hitter of this century, the greatest hitter of this century for that matter, and maybe the greatest hitter, period, when you talk about a right-handed hitter, when you look at all of his numbers. Stop poo-pooing Albert Pujols. Number three, Vlad Guerrero Jr. made his long-anticipated Major League debut. What a scene it was. My goodness, he also wound up getting a, a hit, a double in his uh, first game. Um, but, but a lot of people were talking about the anticipation factor. Was it bigger than anybody else's? Because there have been some players that we have been looking forward to seeing There was Ken Griffey Jr., much anticipated. There was A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez. People were dying to see A-Rod when he came up in Seattle. And what about Bryce Harper? He was another guy. We remember him, the Vegas kid with the home run, Sports Illustrated cover. But I got to say this, Vlad Jr.'s might have been the biggest. His game was nationally televised uh, with the social media stuff. It was big. It was all over. 
And then you had his dad, Vlad Sr., uh, in the box suite watching his son. There were cutaways to him. It, it was as big as it gets. And there's been other players who've had their sons debut in, in the major leagues. But I got to say, given the social media aspect and the notoriety and, and what he had done in the minor leagues and how people were uh, anticipating his arrival, and it happened in Canada where he was born, it was so big that even the Canadian prime minister mentioned him in his debut. That's how big it was. It spanned two countries, the United States and Canada. So I'm going to give it that Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s debut was the biggest ever. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and sociopolitical factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. 
It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here comes the big interview. Listen and learn. Oh, it's so good. We now welcome in former big league outfielder Gary Sheffield. To me, a guy who should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame, and we'll get to that and talk about that as well. Chef, welcome in. How you doing? Always good talking to you, man. How you doing? I'm, do- I'm doing great, no doubt about it. Chef, I, I just want to get right to it and talk about uh, you and your career. And, and uh, you know, as you know, I do vote for you every year for the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um how do you do? You feel like you got a shot of getting in? No, you're not going to get in. Just tell me your thoughts on, on you because you have the numbers, man. You hit over 500 home runs in your career. You played a long time. You did a lot of good stuff for a lot of good teams. Yeah, I, I look at it. You know, I look at it as I put in my work. I know I'm a Hall of Famer. They know I'm a Hall of Famer. So it's just a matter of technicality. Uh, what what was going on with baseball and. Everybody has their opinions, but everybody don't have facts. And then the bottom line is that I can live with my facts, and uh, I, I did it the right way. Uh, I played clean all my life. Um, I, you know, like I told him, I said, you can test me, freeze my blood for 100 years if you want to. I, I don't care. But I, like I said, I just know I'm an easy target to uh, put negativity towards because when you're an outspoken person, uh, it's easy to pin anything on you, and then most people believe it. Yeah, that's, that's the problem I have during that era. If we had a test from everybody who played during that era, maybe I would look differently. And you never even tested positive. I mean, I just I, I don't understand where uh, guys decide to be judge and jury. And uh, like I said, I, 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 and I look at some of the guys. When you see other guys who get in, Gary, whose names have been linked, what do you think when you see – uh, Pudge and Piazza and guys whose you know names have been linked to steroid use. Well, I think it's just probably like every other player that thinks about it. You know, it, it's just a, a political game. Uh, they let in who they want in. Um, they, they draw the narrative of how they want baseball to be presented. And uh, I was crystal clear in that when I was 18, 19 years old. So it ain't changed now. It's just that I'm just not going to make a fuss about it. It is what it is. If I'm in, great. If I'm not, that's fine, too. It don't change my life one bit. Well, you got my vote as long as you're on the ballot. 292 batting average, to almost 2,700 hits, 509 RBIs, and six, uh, 1,676 RBIs. Solid career, a Hall of Fame career. What was your best stop? You obviously played for a number of teams. Was it winning the World Series in 97 with Florida, or was it somewhere else? Yeah, it was the Florida Marlins. You know, I, I even... Uh, to go to show you how this game is, I even called the Florida Marlins, you know, to make sure that that was my my team that I associate myself with. And I brought them their first championship, and I was the first uh, franchise player that they ever brought there that the, to be a franchise player and to bring a championship there. And uh, to call them back my in 2009 and 2010 season um, just to sign a one-day contract to retire there and to no avail, you know. So, so, you know, I still have love for the fans there, and I'm still going to associate myself there because of them. Right. 
Well, and, and whenever you win a championship, it's hard to not remember those moments and those days and those right. things that happened. Uh, exactly. When you see today, who who's a player that jumps out? Now, you do the work for uh, TBS, uh, post-game baseball, pre-game, post-game stuff. When you look at the players today, who jumps out where you say, this kid is either already there, a star, or is going to be a big star in baseball? Well, when I, I look at... Uh uh, Tatis, um, I, I uh, known this kid when he was a little baby, and and I and I and I used to watch this kid went around his dad, and I, and and everybody and we saw Glad Junior, and he he jumps out like a sore thumb back in the days like uh, Prince Fielder was. He was coming around and you see him swing the bat, and you say someday these kids gonna be up here, but it's just that Tatis kid. I I I saw him. I saw him catching grounders. And I saw him hitting, and I said, I guarantee this kid going to be a shortstop in the big league someday. And I thought his dad would try to play long enough to play with him, but uh, it didn't work out that way. Well, you got a couple of boys who are playing ball, right? Are they 11 and 12? Oh, yeah. Tell me about those. Are we going to see them in the big leagues? Well, I, 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 can, I can tell you my 12-year-old today, he, he, uh, my wife said when he, when he was a baby, uh, anytime we would have a game, my 11-year-old and my 16-year-old, they would go down in the tunnel as babies and want to play in the playhouse. But my, my middle son, he always sat there through the whole game with his mom and watched me play. And uh, he, he mimicked everything I did. And, and now when you, when you see him, it's like my wife said, I thought it would get better as he get older. But everywhere I go, he wants to be there. You know, he's like on my hip pocket. So, so that just tells you he has a love for the game. And that's the most important thing. If you love something enough, you're going to be determined enough to make it. So that's that's what. It, all right. Uh, no all doubt. Right. No doubt about it. Uh, when you see, at one point, it looked like collusion was going on, and players weren't being signed this past spring, and then all of a sudden, they, baseball owners have opened up the checkbooks. When you see the money. And you see what Trout got four hundred thirty million, and Bryce Harper three hundred and thirty million, and Manny Machado yeah. three hundred million. You know, and you made good money in your day. You made a lot of money. Right. But when you see these contracts, right. what do you think to yourself? Well, you know, you know, Rob, I always, I always get asked that question, and, and my answer is always the same. I, the same, the same way people look at these contracts. Is the same way they looked at mine when I was the highest paid baseball player in Major League Baseball, probably in the history of sports when I signed my first big deal. And everybody looked at me the same way, like, how could you be worth all this money? How much was and that deal to re- refresh people when you went, and what year was that? It was, it was only $72 million. What do you mean only? <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. No, I'm just saying based right. on what they're making now. So it, it, no, trust me, that's a lot of money. Trust me. Yes. But, but, but it's just the fact that. They're making so much now, but that was for $72 million. And everybody looked at me like, how could you be worth all this money? And I was like saying the same thing. <laughs> so, right. But at, but at the same time, you know, we didn't play for the, you know, we didn't play for that. And that we played for the dream, you know, and the, and the money comes. That, that's how we looked at it. As, as we go on, we got about 30 seconds. Baseball, right. uh, baseball, I think, is in a good place because – you got a lot of younger stars coming along. Uh, you know, maybe you need some more African-American. Uh, we saw Kyler Murray, who turned down the baseball right with the A's and instead became the number one overall pick uh, in the NFL. Uh, does baseball need some young black stars as well to keep coming up? 
Well, you know, the thing is, is about that is, and I'll tell you, we're dealing with that. We're dealing with that right now, you know, with my 16-year-old and uh, high school and where the problem starts. People have their opinion about why blacks are in the game. It starts at high school. And I'll tell you, these coaches play these kids that shouldn't be playing, and these black kids are sitting on the bench and not playing when they're better players, better athletes, and it's the political game. It's the pay-to-play. If right. they're not paying to play on their travel ball team, then they, you know, they're not even letting some kids come out for their high school team. I had to go speak on the behalf of a friend of mine that they, they wouldn't even let his son come out to try out because he didn't play on the coach's travel ball team. And that's the problem. That is not what baseball should be about. Gary Sheffield, my man, uh, thanks so much for joining the podcast. And again, you have my Baseball Hall of Fame vote as long as you're on the ballot. I appreciate you, man, and, 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 and continue success, buddy. It's time for the Pocket Protector Central. The analytic numbers you need to know, well, maybe. FS1's Anthony Matherson is his name, and BS Analytics is his game. What you got for me, Anthony? All right, today we're giving some love to the pitchers, specifically the ones who rack up the strikeouts and keep the ball in the ballpark. There's a stat called FIP, or Fielding Independent Pitching, that works just like ERA, but as it explains in the name, it takes a pitcher's defense out of the equation. FIP gives you a great read on how pitchers perform in terms of what they can control. Strikeouts, walks, hit by pitches, and home runs, while not penalizing them for poor defense behind them, something ERA doesn't do. Now, the more times a batter puts a ball in play, the less control a pitcher has on the outcome of that at bat. So a pitcher with a high strikeout profile is going to fare much better when it comes to FIP. Now, it's no surprise that last year the Mets' Jacob DeGrom led the league in FIP with a 1.99 mark. Actually, higher than his ERA last year at 1.70, he was ridiculous. But he had a common thread with the rest of the leaderboard. The top five in FIP last year all struck out more than 10 batters per nine innings, walked fewer than three per nine innings, and allowed less than a home run per game. It was DeGrom, Trevor Bauer, Patrick Corbin, Max Scherzer, and Garrett Cole. Not bad company, right? By the way, top six teams in FIP last year won 90-plus games. Lower your FIP, increase your wins, Rob. All right, there we go. Thanks, Anthony. Maybe. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. When Rob was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster, old or new. We now welcome in Baseball Hall of Fame writer, Tom Gage, my colleague at the Detroit News for a number of years, some of the best times covering baseball. Tom, how you doing? I'm doing great, Rob. How are you doing? Man, wonderful. Great to have you on the podcast. Let's just get right to it. Miguel Cabrera is back with the Tigers, but his bat isn't. What has happened to Miggy, Tom? Well, that's, you know, that's a good way of putting it, Rob. His bat isn't back. He is back. And he's, you know, it's kind of sad to watch because he's trying so hard. He knows the team de- depends on him. And, you know, the impact just isn't there anymore. He's hitting, he's got 10 RBIs. He hasn't had, he hasn't had even in his rookie season. I mean, he, this is a guy who's had five Aprils of more than 20 RBIs. And one home run, and he just kind of dunked that into the first row at, uh, in Chicago the other day to, to right field. He doesn't pull the ball. He's got 30 strikeouts, Rob, and 99 at-bats. That's not the Miguel Cabrera you remember. Not at all. And, Tom, at one point, you remember when he won the Triple Crown, people were talking about he's the best right-handed hitter in the history of baseball. Do you remember that talk? Oh, absolutely. And he's still a good hitter because he, he's such a smart hitter. But he's not the impact hitter he was. I mean, one RBI, one home run, ten RBIs. He's hitting two eighty three, and his 
and his uh, slugging average is in the mid threes. And that's just, you know, he, he's more like a six-spot hitter instead of a, a three or four now. Now, I, that, that can change. You know, it can come back, but he missed most of last season with, with that bicep problem. And, uh, it, now, and, and, he's, and he's older now. He's in his mid-30s, and uh, it just doesn't come back automatically. This is a guy to whom the Tigers still owe over uh, $100 million. Speaking of that, the Tigers and owing and where they are now, how have people uh, accepted what's going on? Because there was a missed window there, Tom, where they went to the World Series twice. They were a very good team and on the cusp of winning a championship. It didn't happen. How, have, uh, how has Detroit responded to this Tiger team? Well, I think Detroit's responded remarkably well and, and with remarkable patience. Now, I don't know how long patience lasts after after a good team. I mean, they, they, the Red Wings are going through that, too, because they've not made the playoffs for three years after after being, you know, the darlings of Detroit. But I, I don't see that. Initially, the Tigers, the fans could blame Brad Osmus because they didn't really care for Brad. But now I think they all like Gardenhire, and he does a fine job. But the team's not good. I mean, it got off to a decent start, and it has some. It certainly has some some pitching and the, the pitching prospects. Uh, Casey Mize, who uh, the number one draft choice, went to Double A last night, and his in his Double A de- debut, Rob, he he pitched a no hitter. And wow. uh, so I I think he's. I don't think they'll uh, give him a shot this year. Or maybe September, I don't know, but uh, that's a name certainly to keep track of for the future. But this is a this is a no name team except for Cabrera. Uh, Castellanos is off to a slow start, and he's hired Scott Boris, so you know what that means. That probably means that he's going to be elsewhere, and uh, it's just uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's uh, they don't score runs, they don't give up many runs, but they don't score many. Tom, would this be fair? I want you to answer yes or no. Did Dave okay. Dombrowski cost the Tigers a championship by never fixing the bullpen? Yes or no? Uh, I would say that's not fair. I, I think Dave, I, there, there are more reasons you can give credit to Dombrowski for helping the Tigers turn into what they did uh, and then uh, assign him blame. But at the same time, how did they not win a World Series? You know, if you don't win 06, you got to win 12. And then with that 13 team, how do you not even get to the World Series? You know, this was a premier, not just franchise, but on the field. I mean, they, they had that window. They should have won a World Series while they were that good, but they did not. Last 30 seconds. You wrote a uh, book. You're writing, working on another book. Tell us about the book you wrote and the one that's coming up. Well, I stopped covering the Tigers as a beat writer in uh, 2015. I've written three books since. Uh, one, a general book uh, about the Tigers' best moments and best players. One on uh, Alan Trammell that I wrote with the Tigers uh, last year. And uh, one with Mickey Lowich on the 68 World Series. I'd love to write a book about Lou Whitaker because he might be next up for the Hall of Fame. And I don't think even after all these years, Rob, that Detroit really knows Lou Whitaker. 100%. And I can't wait for that book. His name is Tom Gage, Hall of Fame baseball writer. And Tom, thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you, Rob. Good talking with you. 
Fasten your seatbelt. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Here comes Parker's top three MLB teams this week. Number three. The Los Angeles Dodgers. They continue to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Second in the National League with home runs. With 49 and first with a 467 slugging percentage. Cody Bellinger leading the way, tied a major league record with uh, his 14th home run on Sunday. He joined an exclusive club. Only three others had hit that many home runs before May 1st. Number two. I know the Tampa Bay Rays, I'm giving them respect. I know they got swept by the Red Sox. And people said, oh, woe is me. Here it comes. But uh, even during their rough patch when they went 4-5 and over a nine-game period, the bullpen has gotten better, and uh, I still believe the Rays have great starting pitching. They are number two. Number one. It's the Yankees again. I know the Stars aren't there yet. They haven't shown up, but they continue to win. They went to San Francisco. They swept. They're hitting the ball out of the park. It has been an unbelievable resurgence by the Yankees despite the injuries. They remain number one. Take out the papers in the trash. It's time for Trash Talk Twitter. Your chance to trash anyone or anything in Major League Baseball. Now it's time for Trash Talk Twitter when you can trash anyone, anything in Major League Baseball. This week's winner is at Young Arab on Twitter, and he tweets this. I want to trash the Yankees medical staff for not being able to at least keep a starting 11 on the field. (laughs) (laughs) And as this week's winner, he wins a new era baseball cap with the NY interlocking. Congratulations. If you want to be a winner next week, make sure you go to our Twitter at Parker Podcast One. Now bring in the closer. Strike one. Strike two. Strike three. Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA. And it isn't even close. Baseball is better than the NFL and NBA because they make better songs about the sport than any other sport. Take a listen. Are you Willie Mays? Yes. Whose ball was that? Why was it? In left field. Well, that's Evans ball. I told you that. Every time we come to the game, we got to talk about it. The next time I'm going to sit in the grandstand. Say I- hey, fellas. What's your name? Say who? Say Willie. Say hey. Say who? Swinging at the plate. Say hey. Say who? Say Willie. That giant kid is great. When he hits the ball, it's long gone man. Hits it farther than Campy can. Swings the bat like a little late pipe. When they reach the ball, it's overripe. He can't get it. This could be an inside to Parker. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat station. Daniel.
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's and what it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.